millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. Welcome back to another episode of Curious Conversations. Happy Wednesday. Today, we sat down and chat with Priscilla Hagentoni. Now, you might not know her name, but you've probably definitely heard of her amazing beauty product, Banging Body. Tal and I both jumped off this chat and said, oh my God, we love her. She's such a kind person and is so, so passionate about skincare. The story of developing the banging body and how she built such a strong community is so interesting and so inspiring. We love the product and now we love the woman behind the brand, Priscilla. And you guys, kudos to her. She's still in her mid-twenties and she's kicking absolute goals. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share with all your friends. Ciao! What's up, guys? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations. So today we're super excited. We have the beautiful Priscilla from Banging Body. I'm not even going to attempt to say your last name. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Welcome to Curious Conversations. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on the podcast and to speak to be speaking with you both. Um, Yeah, especially with everything going on at the moment. It's just really great to connect with like-minded people and women like yourself. So yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited to chat. Of course. course. Thank you. And before we get into business, Tal and I, were we listened to some podcasts with you, we researched you and we're like, Oh, we want to know a bit more about young Priscilla. So yeah. can you tell uh, us about, a bit more about you, your family, where you grew up and sure. just a bit of your journey so far? Thank you. Um, well, I'm born and raised in Melbourne. I haven't lived anywhere else. Um, I grew up in the northern suburbs, I guess, my whole life. And I've got a twin sister and a younger sister. So, yeah, family of girls. Wasn't always fun growing up. <laughs> People, or my sister share, like, not really, like, I would buy something and then next minute we gone and then I'll see it them wearing it. I'm like, I haven't even worn that yet. Just like, uh, um, it was a bit hard to navigate, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I obviously love my sisters and we're all very, very close. But it was just really funny. I was talking to my sister the other day about, you know, how we were growing up and that we actually like hated sharing our stuff. Like it was weird because we thought that we would wear it and then damage it. And then, and then now growing up, well, it's like, yeah, sure, just take it. Like it's so funny how the dynamics change. But um, so yeah, so growing up, I guess a normal childhood with sisters, um, my mum and dad separated when I was young. So my mum remarried and yes, I had a step parent and then he also remarried as well. So um, I guess growing up being a young kid, having that multi-dynamic, um, I guess, family was interesting. Like I wouldn't change it for the world and, you know, really made me who I am as a person. And I've always been, you know, that social butterfly, really creative, um, outgoing type of person. And I think through school, I was really the floater. Like me and my sister, we 
weren't really a part of any cliques or anything like that. Like we would just float around and, you know, say hello to everyone because my mum was always like, you know, make sure you're kind to everyone, mm. make sure you treat people the, the way you want to be treated and respect everyone. So that has been instilled with me from since I was a tiny tot. Um, but, yeah, it's really weird. I don't really talk about my when I was a young Priscilla much. So thanks for asking me that question because it never really comes up. <laughs> it's hard. You kind of forget sometimes. But once you start yeah. talking about it, you're like, oh, yeah, wow. I think you get to know a person a bit more, a bit better when you ask about their childhood and you can relate. Exactly. Sure, yeah. It's, it's very interesting. But, yeah, I haven't had that question before. So thank you. That's okay. That. <laughs> so I um, listened to another podcast with Jem Watts, which I love that, um, that you were on, and you spoke yeah. very highly of your mother. Um, yes. and family roots and stuff like that. What is one lesson that you think you learned early on from her um, growing up to, you know, made you who you were today? Yeah, she's always said to me, like, go after your dreams. Like, don't mm-hmm. settle because of stability or because it's the way that people might perceive you to be and you just do what you think others expect of you. She's like, always go after your dreams and what makes you happy. If you have to jump to 50 jobs because people used to say, no, you need to say one job, like mm-hmm. you need to you know, don't, don't change, don't take risks. Like my mom has always been about, you know, you got to do what's best for you and what makes your heart smile. And I think growing up, like I was always, you know, a high achieving person. Like I always constantly did all my homework straight away. Like I didn't want to leave it to the last minute, like kind of like a goody two shoes in a way, but not not really. Like I was, I think I was just really scared to get in trouble for not doing the work and, but I was passionate about the work too. So then when I did go get out of, um, so once I left you 12, I went straight to uni. I did a business management, um, marketing associate degree. And then from there, I did like human resource management, project management and social media media management um, courses as well because I love learning. And so that was really, that really helped me get into my corporate field um, after uni. And from there, I was at, you know, I worked at ANZ Bank in the head office in corporate. Then I moved to really Lux accounting firms. So really opposite to what I'm doing now. But it really just showed me, I guess, what I'm capable of, my resilience. And, you know, I was always learning, always evolving. It helped me establish foundations for actually, you know, creating a business. But throughout my whole journey and my mom, you know, just constantly in the back of my mind, she's always like, so you've just got to do what makes you happy. And she had her own hair and beauty salons growing up. So I was always a part of the feel-good space. I think you've heard me say the feel-good space, not the transformation (laughs) space. Um, so I grew up around that and I think for me, you know, I also struggled with my skin. Um, I had really bad acne growing up and even in my early 20s and even though my mum was really the pioneer for natural skincare and I was so blessed to be able to have that support and I guess education behind natural skincare and how it can work for the skin. But for some reason, those 10, 15 steps didn't always work for me. It was like my skin was getting overwhelmed and there was too many layers, like it was just struggling to break down the ingredients and to really absorb into the lower barriers of the skin. So instead it would trap the product and therefore cause that excess oil and sebum and therefore the breakouts and acne would still be recurring. So I think through that journey of my own skin struggles and then ideally, you know, listening to my mom in the back of my mind and always her saying, you know, make sure you moisturize and make sure you wear SPF. Like she would not let us leave the house without those two. Like she was was a Nazi and still to this day. So it's like, I think from my childhood um, growing up, having my mom um, and my auntie both being amazing um, female powerhouses that I looked up to and really were like massive role models for me. Um, Then with my own skin struggles really helped, I guess, birth you know, bang and body. So yeah. 
That's cool. I feel like you are a born an entrepreneur. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm extremely passionate. So I think yeah, I you are. <laughs> and you know what? Like so many people say like they want to start businesses, but honestly, the root of starting a business is passion. And listening to you speak about your business, you can just tell 100% that you're so passionate and it's why you're so successful, which we oh, love. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> How long did it take for you to launch Banging Body from conceptualizing the idea to launch? So it was just over two and a half years, which Mm -hmm. was a really long time for me because what happened was I was working in my corporate job still. So I was managing my corporate job pretty much like from 8am to 6-7pm at night and then commuting home and to work was really the conceptualizing of Bang & Body. Um, And then on my lunch breaks, like weekends, like it was all for, for the business. So two and a half years from conceptualizing the idea thinking about the name, the branding, the target audience, what is my purpose, what's the mission. Um, and that all stemmed from, you know, my, I guess, pain points and finding skincare that actually worked and really heroed beautiful Australian ingredients that I felt was really missing in the market. Um, because there are so many amazing, you know, beauty brands out there, but it can get very overwhelming and oversaturated for people to want to know which direction do I go in? Like, I'm not sure which ingredients work best. So for me, I've always, I've always been quite a simple person. Like I don't really wear makeup. I really take the simplified approach. I'm pretty, you know, simple in my everyday living. So for me, and, and because I guess working in corporate, you're so time poor. So yeah. I didn't have time. I would wake up at like six o'clock in the morning. I would, you know, prepare for the day and then get on the train, commute an hour and a half to work and same on the way home. So I really didn't have much time or downtime to take care of myself. And so I guess for me, it's like defining the purpose of, you know, we wanted simple but super effective products that were results driven, heroed beautiful Australian ingredients, and also tapped in the firming and anti-aging sectors that I felt were really um, not hero heroed well in the market. They were definitely targeted to older women and not necessarily for any younger demographics because um, I guess that's the way that, that it worked. But for me, I was like, we lose 1% of elasticity every year after the age of Crazy. 20. Why are we waiting? <laughs> like it just yeah. didn't make sense to me. And I think from there, it was just, okay, everything that I was ever taught growing up from my mom and my family and then, you know, my pain points and me being a simple person to the passion of Australian ingredients and, you know, my sustainability ethos really just all played a part in, that two and a half years from conceptualization to launching Bang & Body to the world. Yeah. So there was three pillars of starting the brand. It was natural ingredients, sustainability, like packaging and made in Australia. Yeah. So yeah. did that delay the launch of your product? Obviously you said it took two and a half. How difficult was that to find all three in Australia? Really challenging because yeah. um, finding skin chemists and manufacturers to one one aspect to be able to do natural skincare was really challenging because at the time they were still focusing on, you know, really high chemical ingredients mm. and really severe active like peel kind of ingredients, which for me as a home care, you know, people are time poor. They're not always going to read the ingredient, like the direction. So that was just going to be prone to, you know, issues. And I think for me also aligning myself with a skin chemist and manufacturer who believed in my vision as well, because I push the boundaries a lot. Like yeah. if you were a fly on the wall in my development meetings, 
it's insane because I'm constantly pushing them for more. I'm constantly challenging them. And they're like, Priscilla, wow, you are con- you are our most challenging client in the <laughs> best way because you push us to think better, to do better. And, and that is exactly what I'm all about in the sense that I believe that customers should be getting should be receiving the best products possible mm-hmm. with the most beautiful ingredients but finding people that support you in that journey and can source locally local ethical ingredients as well which is way more expensive so another thing as well was all of our ingredients are you know ethically sourced within Australia and you know they are at a higher price point but then ensuring that our products were still affordable for the customer was that yeah. you know thing that I had to weigh out for a long time and you know that does for me I'm like no let's just cut it into the margin for me I never got into this business for the money side of things for me it was to help improve people's well-being and making a positive change into the world and I guess giving people the best chance of feeling their best selves and taking care of their skin in a very ethical way yeah um so yeah so finding all those tiers and alignments that it was Australian made and in Melbourne it was um, you know, ethically, ethically sourced ingredients in sustainable sustainable aluminium packaging, um, but also had those firming and anti-aging properties and the multi-purpose aspect as mm-hmm. well because for so long the taboo of using a body product on your face was just n- not heard Fancy, of. Like yeah. you just, you think, what is these people doing? So for me, I always had that in the back of my mind because during the whole process of the formulation stage, that's probably where my skin flared up the most. So, yeah, so before I began the journey of formulating with my skin chemist, my skin was probably at its worst. Um, And throughout the journey of, I think it was about 15 months, I was working closely with my skin chemist to alleviate my skin concerns and obviously use the whole firming and multi-purpose ingredients. And through the 15 months of using Banger Body, my skin improved rapidly. And I was like, wow, okay. Originally, I was formulating a body product. I'm using the same formula on my face. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it has beautiful natural organic ingredients, um, it was obviously safe for the space as well. So for me, I was like, this is fantastic. I might bring out a substitute face product, you know, mm-hmm. with the body product. And then when I launched the body product, two weeks after um, we had launched, I had over 100 women DM, email, any way that they could get in contact with me and Bang & Body and say, I just applied your natural formula on my face. I know it's weird because it's a body product, but I've suffered from acne for five years and I've seen an instant difference overnight and I'm shocked. So you need to promote the product for the face. So it was so like, it was like one after the other, one after the other. And I was like, okay, (laughs) not only was multi-purpose and firming a gap in the market, but multi-purpose products that were time effect, time efficient, you know, time saving, but super effective for the skin and worked with all skin types. That was a whole nother market that was missing at the time. And thank, thankfully for the customers being so vocal about their before and afters and their results was able for us to remodel our whole business in a way that we were supporting our customer. Mm-hmm. Um, so now moving forward with all of our products, they have a multi-purpose focus as well as firming and changing and results driven. So there's yeah. yeah different pillars in that as well. Speaking, you just spoke of your launch. How important was social media and influencers in your launch? Did you have them then? Like, how did you attract those 100 girls yeah. that de- slid into your DMs were like, oh, my God, look at my skin? Because that's like yeah. a dream for a business. To launch and have that initial success Crazy. straight away. It yeah. was insane. And those 100 women were actually customers. So when, we had, yeah, so when we had launched... 
Um, well, as soon as I conceptualized Banger Body within those two and a half years, I actually made sure the name was available on Instagram. So mm-hmm. I got that Instagram handle and then I actually just started posting inspirational images that just would drive a response in the sense that, okay, what is this brand? Like, I'm really curious the images that they're posting. It's giving me some sort of feeling, like if it's a happiness feeling, an inspiration feeling or, you know, so I started to build out the Instagram to draw in um, I guess our ideal consumer. So by the time I did launch, I wasn't actually launching to crickets. Yeah. So for me, by the time I did launch, we had, I think maybe over 30,000 followers at wow. the time, which was a lot over the two and a half years of yeah. building out the account. And thankfully with my social media experience, it really helped. I could implement my, I guess, key points that I knew what to do mm-hmm. through listening to the following that I had because I would ask them questions, I would engage with them. Um, even though they had no idea what the product was coming, they knew it was skincare and they knew it was Australian made and they knew all of our ethos, but they didn't know what the actual product was until it was maybe like a couple of months out of launch. So then, yeah, we had all these amazing people that were following us that were quite engaged. And then once, and then also as well, because three months before launch, I started building out our mailing list. So that also really helped when we sent um, our coming soon EDM and then our launch EDM. We got a really amazing response from that. So, yeah, taking that time to really build out the Instagram, build out the mailing list. By the time we had launched, I think we almost sold out within the 24 hours from launching. And that was pretty crazy for me because I, you know, called my manufacturer. I was like, sorry, but we need more like now, like yesterday. And he's like, no worries. And he was, until this day, like I'm working with the same manufacturer and my development team in there absolutely exceptional and we just work so well as a team because our main focus is always for the customer and servicing them in the best way so that's exactly what I did throughout that journey of Instagram and social media and then I guess when we did launch we had you know so many people that had tried the products and within a couple of weeks they were sharing their before and after results sending through their reviews testimonials and from that it just was like a chain, like a domino effect, it just kind of just blew up, and then yeah. yeah, then we got, then we I guess um, got attention from massive influencers that wanted to try the product and post for us, and then we engaged with other influencers, um, and then it was amazing. And then from there, I think it was the second month of business. Uh, I was super lucky to receive a Daily Mail article. Funny enough, one of the, the editors of Daily Mail, she was obsessed with the product, oh, and amazing. still to this day, so. She was able, she wrote this amazing article. I think it was like four or five pages long showing customers before and after results, picture of me and my background and how I started the business. And it literally put us on the map. That article put us on the map and it just changed the whole game for being able to share, I guess, what we're all about on a greater scale. And then from there, our our, um, Instagram following grew and yeah, and I guess from that, but it really all stemmed from our customers. Our customers have been the driving force of the business and something I'll be forever grateful for and always be in connection with them. That's so crazy. So having a business ourselves and knowing how like affordable PR is like, um, you know, having something like that, did you pay for PR or anything like that? Or this was just word of mouth? Yeah, so all of the, so point. all of the yeah, so all of the articles we never had to pay for. Mm-hmm. Like thankfully I did have an amazing support through PR, which were able to, I guess, leverage from that and article stuff, yeah. and keep up and communicate from there. So for me, it was definitely, I guess, our customers being mm-hmm. a real driving force in wanting to share their before and after results to help others, because that that's the base of our community. We I am so blessed to have the most beautiful community who just want to work to help each other out and to show and share case their 
before and after results and feel comfortable enough to do that and you know in the hopes to help others so I think that was a massive um, focus point from that and then also our packaging being you know all 100% recyclable and sustainable in a beautiful aluminium bright tubes I guess at that time as well there was no really full solid color bright packaging um, so everyone would call it the yellow tube of goodness and that kind of has, has just stuck now and and it's pretty amazing because you know you see the yellow tube you know going through Instagram and really cap- capturing people's attention but also delivering on the results as well which has been my key focus and will forever be my key focus on yeah. making sure that the products deliver what they say more than what they say on the packaging yeah uh, Priscilla, I'm a bit of a basic girl. I She's vanilla. Yeah, we'll I call her vanilla. I really am. I'm I, your perfect customer I target. Really, I really is. is. This is a question. My product that, does it all. Yeah, literally. <laughs> this sounds like, I have to be honest, I bought some a few weeks ago and I've been using it on my oh, dimples, on my you. bum and my legs. <laughs> but now I'm thinking, okay, I'm in my 30s. I'm going to start using it on my face. Tully tells me I, I need to start using retinol and all these other ingredients but what ingredients in your banging body will help me look younger amazing great question so I think (laughs) that's amazing um so funny I'm I'm the simple gal as well vanilla I'm all about that um so definitely like having our you know small range of products that literally turn into 20 or 30 different products and the ways that you can use them and apply them so with our um, firming lotion, it helps with rebuilding the elastin in the skin and boosting the hydration to help with repairing of the cellular level of the skin. So with our amazing green coffee bean extract that um, actually has been derived and made in um, Byron Bay, we locally source it from Byron Bay, which is amazing. And that has the most amazing rich antioxidants and anti-inflammatory properties, which just help with the repairing of the skin, renewal of the cells being able to boost the hydration and the elastin in the skin. So you're not going to have to worry about, you know, applying so many different retinols or AHAs that can be quite sensitizing to the skin if you're not really familiar with those products. So if you're kind of looking for those benefits, but without, I guess, the deeper, harsher um, levels of actives, then with our lotion that does have all the firming properties and our green coffee bean extract is actually been clinically proven to help firm the skin and also help with rebuilding skin cells and um, renewing skin structure, which is why it helps with reducing the appearance of cellulite and stretch marks as well. Um, But with its amazing anti-inflammatory properties and in conjunction with all of our amazing other beautiful ingredients, they work so well together that it brings out the best um, of each ingredient through the skin. So therefore, you're applying one product, but you've got so many amazing ingredients that do different aspects, I guess, deliver different elements of what, you know, multiple products would deliver, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. So should I use this morning and night? Yes, you can use it morning and night, um, pretty much substituting like your daily yeah. moisturizer for your face and your body. Okay. So, yeah, so one product, face and body helps with, you know, super, it's super hydrating. It's not heavy on the skin it's super lightweight it's really fast absorbing mm. um but it also it does help with all those other benefits if you've got redness if you're just wanting that youthful appearance if you want to help with fine lines um or just retain the elasticity as well and plump plump yeah, yeah. Plump, <laughs> like, plump. The like when you put it on it's like plump. supple and, dewy yeah it's nice so the, by the dewy. time corona's over i'm going to be looking like i'm big 20 again i'm happy no, with that i'm happy with that that's amazing um, so i know you talk a lot about your like main product which is the yellow tube of goodness but you also have yeah. other products can you tell yes, us what, we do. 
I love the illuminating um, one that you guys have got. I use it Thank as like you. under my skin before I put foundation on and it's I'm so up. good. Do I need that one too? Yes. You? You all <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want, well, being a simple gal, it's actually perfect because it just gives you that boost of yeah. glow. So you don't actually have to wear, you don't have to wear makeup if you don't want to, but if you do, you can put it under the skin and not worry about having to put extra highlighters or extra, you, um, yeah. you know, different elements to the skin. So it's really simplified, you know, and it's also skincare that meets makeup. So yeah. you're not going to compromise on your skincare by putting like a makeup primer or a makeup highlighter that might, you know, affect, um, I guess, the skin that you're trying to rebuild or yeah. improve. Um, but yeah, so our illuminating firming lotion, which has the same base formula as our firming lotion and fragrance-free firming lotion. It just has our beautiful sapphire pigments, which have been amazingly sourced and they're so delicate and um, amazing because they're actually encrusted from the sapphire crystal. So there's a lot of scientific backing with that um, particular pigment and it's also biodegradable. So it's amazing for the, your skin and the planet. Um, and then our smooth skin scrub, which also has our green coffee bean extract and Australian Carolyn white clay. So it helps with detoxifying the skin, um, removing dead skin cells, but while hydrating the skin. So my pet peeve was with exfoliators is that I'll feel so red and raw and drying mm, and like, like I've stripped three layers off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this just, I just hated exfoliating my skin. But it is, it is important to ensure that you are helping to shed the dead skin to, you know, for the new skin cells to come to the surface. Um, so when I was in formulation, I was like, I love green coffee bean extract. I love green coffee um, in itself in terms of the coffee seeds and it's just a great antioxidant. But I also need a like a nourishing and soothing element um, that can help with calming the skin and detoxifying the skin and helping with enlarged pores and all the stuff that I guess an Australian Carolyn Clay does. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a scrub and mask in one. Um, and you can, again, can use it for your face and your body. And it's amazing. And just recently, it's funny, we're finding all these ways to use our products. Um, it's actually that. incredible for removing fake tan. So it's like oh, a natural tan salt. remover. Yeah. No, because so, all the tan removers on and the market smell like bleach. They're so not good they, for you. They're, oh, yeah, they're very bad. chemically heavy. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, with uh, removing tan, that does require, and that's why the bleach smell, because yeah. it does require heavy chemicals so to help strip, strip the tan, but also it's technically stripping or somewhat stripping the skin as well. So that's why you might feel quite red and dry mm-hmm. afterwards. Where we've realized based on amazing um, Lily Brown, she actually, because she's an avid tanner, yeah. so she used it as a tan remover and oh, it was yeah. bloody amazing. It's she was so like, hard to get tan crazy. off. Yeah. <laughs> and she uses obviously really dark tan and she yeah. loves that. But removing it, there was actually, she did a before and after of her old tan um it becoming really patchy and then she yep. got our smooth skin scrub and it's really creamy so she's just buffing it into the skin and and then she rinses it with water and then she does that and then it's all gone it's all the time oh, yeah, so I, like, I was like wow this yeah. is crazy because i'm not really an advertaner like for me i'm more of a gradual tan girl or yeah. you know i'm not really a, a a big tanner so for me it's not i didn't try it to, t- to remove tan because yeah. I'm not a tanner but then when we have um yeah girls like Lily Brown and a few of our other customers and influencers who are massive tanners and then they're coming to us and saying your you know smooth skin scrub is obviously so beautifully and natural but it's also a natural tanning remover so oh. my skin doesn't feel dry like it used to after I would remove the tan and it doesn't feel um, red or stripped I'm, I feel like I can easily just put on another layer of tan and I'm ready to go like I don't have to wait a day or two for my skin to recover 
to then apply another layer of tan. So, yeah, Gemma Watts is also another um, one of, that loves using the scrub to buff away old tan. And also, if you don't have time to do the full buff, you can do a light layer and then apply another tan straight away and you get that even tan. So, yeah. Amazing. I'm going to try that because that is one of my yeah. pet peeves is trying to get fake tan off. It is so hard to get off. Sometimes yeah. it takes a few days. Oh, my um, goodness. And then you have Let to buy it. how you go. Actually, <laughs> you literally just said before, oh, I have to go get fake tan today. Yeah, because it's the only <laughs> thing at the moment that's making me feel a bit more alive. So, For I'm, sure. yeah, liking tanning. But I'm going to try that. It Thank sounds you. It's like awesome. you have developed, like, the world's best product. So literally, uh, literally but where, where, where do you diversify now going into the future? So really exciting. I, we are constantly developing new products. Um, I think we've got like six in development and has been, have been in development in the past year. So um, I've got, I go through a really strict um, kind of time frame of where I allow from the conceptualizing of a new product to even thinking about bringing it to market. And mm-hmm. it's a minimum of 12 months. So we do a lot of, you know, I guess, formulating, testing, um, focus groups, um, stability testing, like there's uh, such a big process that goes through it. So I'm really strict on allowing that 12 months to really age to see how it's going to be from the moment that we formulate to the moment that I'm going to be potentially putting it out into the world. Um, really excited for the products that we're going to be moving towards. They still are going to have a multi-purpose element to the product as well as our feminine anti-aging properties and our amazing Australian ingredients. Um, but they will be more face-focused, which is okay, cool. super exciting. Um, again, there will be elements where you can use on the body and other areas, which I'm really excited for, but they do have a multi-purpose element. And, yes, we're going to be going more into the face, which is really, really I cool and You exciting. must be so patient. <laughs> I was going to say, are we close uh, to that 12-month period? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, because even packaging, like packaging has taken me nearly 12 months to source yeah. and create new moulds for and because I'm all about really trying to stay true to us as a brand and wanting to focus on creating packaging that isn't out there in the market. So, that has been really tricky because all of the suppliers out there do have your generic, you know, one kind of size fits all or one shape fits all. And for me, I'm not about that. So allowing my time to find the right suppliers that do have flexibility with molds and, you know, sizing and all that kind of stuff has been really tricky. But mm. we are fine. We have finally found it. So I'm excited. And um, hopefully within the next you know, I'll say six months, there will definitely be products coming out for sure. Amazing. I'm excited. Can't wait. Do you also sell overseas? So, yeah, so super excited that we were able to launch into Mecca in June, um, which was such an amazing achievement for me. I've been a Mecca lover for since I was a tiny tot when my mum used to take me in there and I felt like I was a kid in a candy store. So, it's been really amazing to see the response with Banger Body being in Mecca and, you know, the support that we've received has been incredible. Um, we also launched in Revolve as well. Um, oh, that's huge. I think in, I think in July, um, which has been really amazing as well. We are looking for more international opportunities. We've had a few big, um, amazing US-based retailers reach out to us, so we're just c- trying to find the way that we can proceed in that. But we do ship worldwide and we do have amazing customers all around the world, which is super, super exciting. But definitely finding um, retailers that align with our ethos and vision yeah. and philosophy as well. Um, so, yeah, so for me, I take things um, very seriously in that approach and to ensure that, you know, with every retailer we, you know, um, I guess partner with, it's a long-term relationship and also our customers, 
shop in those retailers mm-hmm. as well. So we're going to, yeah, it's just allowing that accessibility, I guess, yeah. moving forward. Can I just ask, so obviously we run a business and you can get positive feedback, negative mm-hmm. feedback. All your feedback at the moment sounds so positive and you've had clean like sailing and all that kind of stuff. How do you take negative feedback and do you take it on and what like the emotions attached to it? Tell us a little bit about that. For sure. Thank you for asking that question because I guess it does seem really glossy on Mm -hmm. the external side of things, which I could tell you the last four years have been the most challenging, rewarding, exciting, daunting, scary, emotional <laughs> roller coaster. Roller coaster. That's that roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. That's yeah. what we call it. It literally um, my is. life. And it's amazing, like speaking with like minded women and business owners as well, because I feel like it's the feelings mutual mm-hmm. in the sense that we get the journey where I guess from the people looking outside in, it's like you blink and it happens, which mm. unfortunately it doesn't really work like that. But um, for me at the beginning, it definitely was scary and I was really, it was really daunting because I spent, you know, two and a half years or more, um, conceptualizing, developing my brand and the products. And you don't know, like you, 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 I guess give it to friends and family or friends and focus groups and they all give you feedback, which is amazing. But until it is launched into the real world, you don't really see the response until that happens. So thankfully I was, I'm been super blessed and grateful that the response has been incredible, but there have been people out there that, it, you know, they might, not, even though majority love the smell, but there's people out there that yeah. didn't necessarily love the smell, but they love the formula. And then they've mm. been like, can you bring a fragrance-free version? And we did because we thought, you know, why not be able to, you know, um, I guess, support more of our customers in what they're looking for. And I guess having that scent-free option has really helped. So definitely hearing feedback of particular aspects of the product, um, you know, it's always, I guess, a little bit hard to swallow because it's, yeah. for me, it's my heart. Like I wear my heart on my sleeve and my heart goes into this business every minute of every day and every product. So you're going to feel a little bit like, oh, that's such a shame because, you know, you want to help as many people as you can and you want it to be loved by as many people as possible. But the reality is, unfortunately, is that everybody is different. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. So not everyone is going to love what you're doing, but if the majority do, then that's amazing. And for me, I believe feedback is a gift. You know, giving feedback is bra- is bravery. Taking feedback is bravery. But also, um, I believe having feedback is what makes you grow from giving it and receiving it. So even though it is hard sometimes to swallow when things don't work out or when product people have, you know, really strong opinions about things, but you just have to take it as, you know, it's another way to improve the business and yourself moving forward and um yeah that's all you can really do and just focus on the people that do love what you're doing and try not to let it get you down but it is tough being in business it's not easy I'm not gonna lie like I'm very blessed to have the team that I do and the customers that I do but there are many sleepless nights there are many you know working weekends I don't you know it's hard to socialize with having a business and um you know there's no sleep-ins like there's a lot going on at all times but for me passion is what drives you know I guess the business and that is what it will always be for me I think you know always looking I've always wanted to help people and I guess skincare is my vehicle to do that and yeah I'm really excited for what the future holds but yeah I think you just have to be really open to criticism especially in business as hard as it is to swallow sometimes um, and always come back to why you're doing what you're doing to begin with it helps I love that. I think a lot of people take something out, like I took something out of that because it is, it's hard sometimes to take negative feedback and you always sure. remember the negative over the positive for some stupid yeah. reason. You really always <laughs> so do. Silly. Yeah. <laughs> so silly. 100%. Apart from feedback and your reason why, what else would you say your biggest lesson in business has been in the last four years? 
Wow, biggest lessons. I think it's okay if things don't go to plan. Yeah. I think when you go when you come go into business, you think, yeah, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this, and it's all going to work out perfectly. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen 100% of the time or even 95, 90% of the time. But I think you just have to be okay that not everything has to go to plan for you to get the desired outcome that you actually want in the end um, by having to jump over a few hurdles and navigate and adjust to the situation. It actually helps you better perform and it will actually deliver, I guess, a better result. So Mm -hmm. I definitely think being open to anything that happens, go along for the ride, whatever, you know, interferes with your ideal situation. Don't take it as a negative. Just like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. Yep. What's next? How are we going to, you know, find a solution for this problem or how are we going to adjust to this situation? And it just really helps the mindset and keeping it positive and definitely being able to, you know, my own experience as well. Like, yeah, not everything goes to plan, but I think that's been one of my massive takeaways in the four years, you know, that I've been operating with the business. It's that it's okay that everything doesn't go to plan because in the end it all works out and sometimes even for the better. So, yeah, I agree. Where do you see beauty trends moving towards in the next five years? Wow. It's crazy to think because I'm always thinking about that really. Yeah, (laughs) I I think definitely in the sense that we are all looking to be more sustainable, more ethical in our approaches. Are we going to be simplified as well in the beauty space? Because as I mentioned, it is so saturated and can be quite overwhelming for the consumer. So how do we listen to the consumer's habits moving forward and being able to adapt to what, I guess, their lifestyles are? And I think mm-hmm. for me, especially when I jumped on the wagon with the simplified approach of beauty, that was really a strong change from the 10, 15 steps to simplified beauty um, because we're just getting more time for every day and every year. So I think definitely focusing on ways we can enhance um, our skincare routine with less time and possibly less cost um, and also keeping it as sustainable and ethical as possible as well. So I think there's going to be a lot of innovation as well with products. People are going to push boundaries, um, which is something that I'm really excited for because that's what I love doing. Um, And then, yeah, new, I guess, um, ingredients coming to surface, new molecules and native extracts that I love working with. There has been amazing developments um, so far as well. So I think there's a lot of excitement coming yeah. um, and it'll be interesting where we are going to be in the next five years. Hopefully we look younger. <laughs> no, fingers crossed. Use main body everywhere, every day, twice a day. Yeah, exactly. We're going to move to some fun questions to oh. finish off the podcast. What have we got here? Yeah. So this is actually, Talyn and I did a business podcast last week and this is one of the questions we got asked. And we liked it. So we wanted okay, to pass cool. it yeah. um, Well, if you had an extra th- 100,000K to play with, for the business, what would you do? Wow. It's a lot in business. It's like, okay. Yeah, I would definitely um, be putting into product development, 100%. Yeah, yeah, product development, innovation, um, different ways, as I mentioned, about the native extracts and molecules that are surfacing at the moment, how we can work with them, um, with different products, especially now multi-purpose ethos and direction because that – that innovation does take a lot of capital because mm-hmm. it's not your streamlined. Like all of our um, products are manufactured and created from scratch. We literally create everything um, with no base in play. Like so that definitely takes a lot of capital. So 100% would be putting it in towards that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what brands do you look up to? Oh, there's so many amazing like brands <laughs> in all different are. industries that yeah. I admire in, um, I guess, around the world. I think... I don't know what it is. I love I love my Australian brands. I, there's so many to even mention, but mm. I guess with the mindset and the way we work, I definitely love um, 
And I guess too as well, which is quite interesting, I've been more involved with apps recently than ever. I've never really, I was never really an app person. Um, mm-hmm. I would always like just Google or research. And lately I've been in the last year or so, like listening to podcasts, I've been listening to podcasts maybe three, four years now, but really diving into podcasts and, and apps, I've found that um, it was really funny. And my, one of my team members, she's obsessed with the Kick app and she got me onto it. And now I'm obsessed with the Kick, Kick yeah. app. And I love, and I love what the girls are doing, like yeah. Steph and um, Laura. And I think their mindset and the way that they share wellness and fitness and care for yourself and your body is exactly the way I see with mm-hmm. Bang Body and caring yourself mentally, but also through your skin and through your heart. And that's exactly the alignment for me. So I definitely like look to them in terms of um, what they're doing is incredible. Same with, I guess, also I've tapped into the Bloom app as well from Chloe Zepp. I love that meditation love that side. App. Yeah, it's amazing. And yeah. I think, you know, mental health is super important for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the business and also for my customers and ensuring that, especially during COVID, it's really take, can take a toll on people. So mm-hmm. for me, I, I am looking up to the people that are trying to make a difference in helping people feel their best and giving back to the community and something that I'm definitely, um, you know, trying to do myself with the business. So, yeah. God, there's so many, there's so many. But yeah. I, think def- I think definitely in terms of like, you know, where we are in Australia at the moment, um, definitely I would say those, but there's just so many more that I just, if you, if you gave me um, an email saying that question, I probably would have had a whole week. <laughs> <laughs> but on the spot, it's so hard. It is hard. <laughs> Tally and I are really passionate about mental health too. And I'm quite interested in how people look after their mental health. So how do you look after your mental health? Definitely trying to stay away from my phone at night yeah. where I can because I'm on it all day, every day from the moment that I wake up to the moment I potentially go to sleep. So starting the day, um, normally I would literally grab my phone in the, within two seconds of my alarm going off. Now I try to take at least five, ten minutes to wake up, you know, have a shower, come back, get ready and then check my phone. It's not a straight, you know, check your yeah. phone type of thing. And then also when I go, go home, walk through the door, put my phone down, have dinner, you know, if I want to have a shower, watch TV, like just to kind of wind down a little bit, I think is super important because, yeah, for so long it would literally be from, you know, 5 a.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning I would be on my phone, I would be checking everything, everything seemed so urgent and yeah. I just thought this is not sustainable. Yeah. Um, so definitely taking time to recharge, be with friends and family where you can and, um, yeah, I definitely love just taking the time to listen to podcasts or um, I loved driving. So I'm really sad that I haven't been able to drive because about five kilometre radius. So I would drive for, you know, maybe an hour or two a week and it was my time to really yeah. just tune out, not be on my phone, listen to a podcast. Um, so, yeah, definitely that's something that I definitely, for my mental health, but, yeah, it's really important in business yeah. and in life. So you've got to take care of yourself. I yeah. agree with that. Um, I've got a question. If you could be in someone else's shoes for a day, who would it be? Oh, I love wow. this question. I know. I it's hard to answer. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know either. That's why I love it. I love to hear what people would say. Well, funny enough, because I feel like Jeff, is it Jeff Bezos, the, the founder of um, oh, yeah. Amazon? Yeah. He's been popping up everywhere. Like the team's been talking about it. My fiance's like, oh, did you know? Give me a fun fact, actually. He goes, did you know from the moment that the pyramids were made till now, you would own, if, and if you earn $10,000 a day, Every day from the pyramids, from when they started yeah. hundreds of years ago till now, you'd only have 12% of Jeff His Bezos' wealth. net wealth. Oh, 12%. my, my God. Wait, is and he, he even, so he went through a massive divorce and had to pay some yeah. to his wife and 
in this he, corona year, yeah. he's made more than he has ever more before. More than a trillion. Yeah. What's that for a trillion? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Five hundred million, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But he's also, and now his wife is like the richest female in the world. Wait, guys, is he single now? I don't know. No, yeah, I feel. Yeah, but I feel like he's been popping up everywhere. So I think having a day in the life with him to see what actually goes on in his world would be pretty insane to know what goes on behind the screens and scenes of his life. Yeah. Um, I think just the way that he would operate and who he would talk to during the day and how does he connect with his team, like the hundreds yeah. of people in Amazon, like I just, it would blow my mind. So I think That's definitely that would be pretty crazy to see what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> I think this might actually be the hardest question for you to answer. If you could okay. only have one banging body product, what would it be? Oh, my God. It's like how do you choose your children? Exactly. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Um, I think definitely from the beginning of my journey with my own skin struggles and how much my OG firming lotion helped my skin it would always have a very like soft spot in my heart because it just really helped me through the journey and I think that's when I knew that I had something good because I was seeing it for myself when I struggled for so many years and with using natural skincare um, how much it improved my skin and my mental health so for me I think I just have to go with that based on, you know, the sensitive spot that it has with me. But I love all the products because they work so well together and, you know, they do, you know, I guess to get they work better together than alone, which is yeah. amazing. But alone they do stand on their own two feet as well. But, um, yeah, it's a really hard one to choose. And thankfully I only have a small range. Yes. Have the other products, it's going to be even harder. Also, we'll yeah. come back to you in two years' time and see what you say. Yeah, sure. So we always end our podcast with Sarah's little segment. Sarah loves food. It is. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the final question is, your dying meal, entree, main, dessert, and Tal likes to throw in a cocktail, what would it be? Love it. Dessert. <laughs> dessert, yeah. I have a sweet tooth. Yeah. Um, I can't go past, like I, I, well, it's funny. I actually, firstly, I love ice cream, even yeah. though, funny enough, I'm actually, I think, lactose intolerance oh. don't get tested for it it would just ruin your yeah. life which is funny because I my mum as well like it's through my long history of females in my mum's side of the family we all have gut health issues which is really annoying and so we have like you know women in my family lactose have to be lactose free gluten free like you know they're vegetarians they clean eating like all that jazz and for me like ice cream is like what I can't like it is my favorite food of all time <laughs> but then you like give me a creme brulee I literally Yum. I love creme brulee so much and it's funny people are on the fence with it because if you're not a custard kind of lover it won't be for you but for some reason I just love it so um, yeah definitely dessert my dying meal will probably be, probably be a big bowl of ice cream because once I'm gone I guess my stomach won't hurt me well, thank you so much for being on. Um, thank you. I got a lot out of that interview. I, I loved that. I learned a lot and I'm oh, going to thanks. apply Banging Body morning and night morning and night. come out of this and looking at Banging Do you know what? I forgot to say this before. The best thing about Banging Body, which I, and I know you said it before, but I wanted to touch on it at the end. For so many years, I thought putting body moisturizer on was such a task because nothing would sink in quickly. And you were always putting Nivea on. I'm like, I hate Nivea. It's too thick. It doesn't <laughs> sink in. But the best thing about Bang Body is it's so easy to put on. It sinks into your skin like, or, like straight away and you can get dressed. And yeah. usually other body products, and I used to find it such a chore. And thanks to Bang Body, it's like <laughs> I actually oh, enjoy putting you. it on. It's like my 
thing I do when I have a shower. It's like a little ritual and I love it. Thank you. That's so lovely for me. That was my biggest pet peeve growing up because my mum forced me to put moisturiser on before I left the house and she's like, you'll thank me later. But I just hated it because it was sticky. Sticky. It was like didn't didn't sink in like my putting my pants on. It was like a a five-minute task, ten-minute task. (laughs) Literally. yeah, so thank you for saying that because that was something that I needed to nip in the butt straight away. Oh, you did when doing the formulating. So, uh, but it's been such a pleasure speaking with you both. You guys are amazing, and I've loved being on um, the podcast like now well, and talking to you both. Yeah, well, hopefully after all this stuff is over, we'll see you in real life somewhere. Yes, we can catch up. We can yeah, get a coffee a or a cocktail. Yes, <laughs> done. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Yeah, well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.